Hey, welcome back to the Fear and Trembling podcast. My name is Aaron. I am the campus pastor at Watershed and Heart Awake Ministries, and we're sitting around the table with my my buddies. Your, your peeps. Hey. Here we, here we are. I'm Pastor Bill Lindner from Celebration, the campus pastor there. Glad to be around the table. I am Pastor JB with Fusion here at Hardwick Ministries. And I'm Pastor Darwin, the executive pastor here at Hardwick Ministries. Yes, indeedy. All right. Well, fellas, today we are diving into a movie. Um, a movie with, with as we were talking before the show, uh, a um, how did how did you put it, Bill? I, we we get to look into history with an eyewitness as part of yeah, it. Eyewitness testimony. <laughs> well, the movie we're talking about today is Jesus Revolution. Um, yeah. If you are unfamiliar, Kelsey Grammer is uh, yeah. mm-hmm. he is the he's the guy for those of you who you know like for us around the table would know you know Cheers, Frasier, you know and. And so on for some of those you you youngins, that's eighties television. So imdb.com, you can right. check them yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, more than that, I'm I'm going to hand this off to Bill. Uh, you're you're leading our conversation, so uh, that's fine. Aaron. But you you can find it on Netflix. So right, uh, that's is. what I want to make sure. Um, Jesus Revolution, it's on Netflix. So I encourage you to take some time and and watch it. Yeah, you can pick it up if you've got Netflix, watch it for free. What was it, about two hours? Yeah. Maybe standard yeah. movie sort of thing. Yeah. Mary Lynn and I bumped into it in the um, uh, theater here and was very taken because, as Aaron alluded to, uh, when we think back onto our high school years, my wife and I, it was kind of in this same thing. Now, we were in North Carolina, and that's different than California, and we were not a big part of the drug culture that – plays a part in this. But in terms of this sudden flowering of interest in Jesus, uh, that was kind of our high school life. So we were kind of watching it and thinking, whoa, this is very much like us and could relate to it from that way. And then conversations in the office and stuff really piqued our um, interest as a team and folks we talked with. There's about three directions I want to go with this, and then I'll just kind of launch it out between us. One is just the the experience of the movie. How was it as a piece of uh, film produ- production? But then pick up on that history aspect of it. How did you feel like it did as a as a docudrama? That's a little different than just sure. Sure. Um, fiction. And finally, the whole idea of God entering history and working through people and being present in things. So. Um, let's start. How was Jesus Revolution as a movie experience for you folks? How did, where did you see it? How did you see it? Um, how was it produced? What'd you think? Jump at it, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'll start drawing straws here. Yeah, yeah. I watched from my home. Right. Sitting on my couch. Um, I thought it was a, it was a good movie. It was, it was engaging. It was well done. Um, I did not live that <laughs> uh, that moment in history. You weren't even born yet, dude. But but I feel like I feel like one of the things that dude. And, and we'll probably we'll, we'll probably. All right, bra. <laughs> it, it's, it's better than saying groovy or bra. Right on. What up, bra? Okay. But but and we'll we'll get to this, I'm sure. But as I was watching it, one of the things that struck me was was some of the parallels to today. Um, that I was seeing, mm. and maybe mm. we'll have time to get there. But, yeah. Um, anyway, so you know, I, I was finding myself relating in in different ways 
um, even though I didn't experience it. But it was it was good. I, the other interesting yeah. thing for me is, uh, you know, not growing up, my wife grew up in Southern California. Right. Uh, and we met in Southern California. So living in, in California for two and a half years, um, not going to those same beaches or same coves, but different beaches, um, there was some just remembering life in California that was that was that was nice sure so you connected in a different way yeah 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 so yeah it was um again we watched it at home um my wife and I with a big bowl of popcorn um (laughs) she had a couple handfuls I ate the rest um (laughs) it was um it was a well-crafted story it was it was interesting I particularly found appealing um Chuck's pastor Chuck Smith's struggles yeah um, early Mm -hmm. on um, interestingly enough, um, this was also going on while I was in high school, um, though I grew up in Miami, Florida, and this all just seemed so far removed okay. um, from anything that I knew of or experienced um, in South Florida. So, yeah, it was, it was a fun story. It was well-crafted. I thought the cinematography was kind of fun. Um, there were several points in the story where um, – the flawness of human beings showed up in mm-hmm. ways that actually made the story more credible. Yeah, it, that um, was yeah. certainly the case for me. Had been this yep. um, rosy docudrama, um, and I have um, I did have the privilege of going to a seminar um, and meeting briefly um, Greg Laurie at some point in the past in North Carolina. So that was interesting to see his early tale, um, yeah. and journey in a story. Yeah, these are real people in real settings, yeah. and and mm-hmm. Darwin sort of picked up with one of the key char- the characters portrayed um, years later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was sitting. It was a Thursday morning. I took a morning to to watch it, and you know, took uh, a hmm. some coffee that I had roasted. You know, so some fresh roasted. I think it was Tanzanian pea berry. Oh. Hmm. Um, wow. So had a nice nice yeah. cup of a lively coffee. Um, no, <laughs> but uh, I I did not grow up in California. Um, I grew up in Indiana. <laughs> no. But uh, no, yeah, um, and I wasn't alive when this took place. So I was alive when the movie was recorded. So there you go. <laughs> no, I, I I think along the lines of what you guys were have already said though. I think that I I think they did it well, right? They didn't yeah. overly Christianize it in a way like a. And and I guess what I mean by that is the the frills and the you know life is all just beautiful and everything's okay mm-hmm. and it's like they were real character they were real people yeah um you know um Chuck Chuck was real like I I think just being able to probably he was the most intriguing Chuck Smith was the most mm-hmm. intriguing character as well mm-hmm. for yeah. me of you know how do you help lead a church through change you know and. Mm-hmm. How how are we at Christians at times? Maybe we get caught up in the brokenness of the world, and so we lose hope. Um, and yet, the Christian message is always a message of hope. And how Lonnie brought that in unexpected ways, right. but Chuck he was willing to to be willing to change. Um, yeah. You know, his daughter was part of that component. To see towards mm-hmm. the end, like just the conversation his daughter had with him. Kind of throughout the the story, I mean, so a um, few times I'm in tears just because mm-hmm. uh, you know I was trying to just watch it, going, you know, w- what was it in that time about the gospel? What was it about yeah. Jesus that was 
really changing lives because I think it's a great picture for what the church is supposed to be um, to the world. And, uh, you know, yeah, like JB said, we'll dive into some more of that, that conversation, but you know, it just of going the willingness to change, I would have in some ways would have loved to see a little bit more time. Like how did it, it made it seem like it happened in just, you know, yeah, a, a week of, or two, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, just to, yeah, to see those interaction, they were, it was human. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, when, but I enjoyed it. And when you do it, when you do a docudrama, you know, something based on history, you're telling a story right. and you can't tell everything. Right. So inevitably mm-hmm. there's choices that you make of what parts of the mm-hmm. story are you going to include. And I think, I think that's what, I mean, what you said is they didn't gloss over the hard, you know, so you, you, you got to cut some things out, but I thought it yeah. was, it was done well to. Yeah. I, w- I was very intrigued. I was taken by the, and, and maybe this is where we kind of move into history and, and what it's doing, but I was very moved by the, you'd see the tension between pastor Chuck Smith and mm-hmm. his daughter Mm-hmm. You see this surprising character show up, this hippie preacher, and then mm-hmm. he shows up at church. And boy, the struggling church sees this hippie. Mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. And how do you make that right. square with reality? Yeah, and man. You, you, see these, <laughs> you see these very real tensions of very real in, people. And the shift in, in Chuck Smith, you know, when when it's just kind of the— you know, just going through the motions and yeah. trying to appease. And then all of a sudden he catches a glimpse of of this radical grace of the gospel and he's transformed. Yeah. yeah. This moment yeah, yeah. and it was this moment in the living room, I think it was, where where the band is playing this song. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's like sitting down, all of a sudden like he just starts laughing, you know, like he just starts laughing like mm-hmm. yeah. something's something's going on. It was yeah. that was a moment that brought tears to my eyes. As yeah. I, so I watched it a second time, yeah. Well, and to see his wife to process and work through and you know she didn't she they didn't get there on the same timeline right. mm-hmm. but they got there you know yeah. and, and just again that's that's real life it's not this mm-hmm. automatic immediate it's been reflective of mine yeah yeah i yeah. mean that's where i could see myself in it and chuck smith particularly at the beginning this pastor he's no dynamic leader by a long no. stretch no um dragged you know, frightened into what will this mean for my church and until yeah. the light goes on. There is that yeah. moment of the light. And that yeah. was a great thing. Yeah. Here's these folks. And again, guys, I, I, I remember playing guitar in the living room of a pastor mm. as mm. he's struggling with that and wondering about tension with his kids. I mean, mm. so serious flashbacks there. Very, yeah. very in- interesting. And that, that in- exchange with his wife um, – He's like it's so, but it's so complicated, or it's it's so complicated. And she said she says something like, "The lies are loud, but the truth is quiet." Oh, yeah, man. truth is always quiet. Lies are loud, and the, then, and then and the, truth the truth is, is simple. simple. Yeah. I know, and it. So that wow. that was that was a powerful moment. Yeah. Um, I was intrigued, and JB, I think you touched this a little earlier that he that even people not having a high school flashback like me could begin to see some same tensions from our own time. Yeah. Yeah. And so that reflection, I mean, so, so I feel like the, the parallel stories, um, between, um, Chuck Smith and what's going on at their church as well as Greg Laurie, you know, and, and his experience in the drug culture, I, you know, there was this, 
there was this moment where they're at this concert and this guy is talking about the gifts of of psychedelics, I, I yeah. assume, you know. Yeah. That's Timothy Leary. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that was a transcript. Okay. I was recognized. Yeah, that was, it would have been. I did, I did a big research paper on Timothy Leary and yeah. college. Interesting. Well, oh, and, and so, so the, the connections I was making was like today, like there's kind of this new rise in popularity or promotion of psychedelics. Like, and just like people are longing for something bigger than themselves. People are longing for something, some kind of experience. And that's what Greg Laurie and his friends were longing for and until yeah. they realized that the drug experience was, was rather empty and dangerous. And yeah. So just those parallel stories that I, I just saw parallels to, to things that are happening today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and that was, I think, you know, Lonnie, and only God could, Lonnie Frisbee. Like, seriously, like, that's one of those, like. Is that a real name? Right here, just like, who's a hippie? Like, seriously. But, you know, I, I think especially early on, you know, before it became this huge movement, right? Yeah. And yeah. It, he embodied compassion, a hopeful yeah. compassion. And, uh, you know, along the same lines, he's, you know, they're all on a quest for God. Um, at another time, he said, you know, they're searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I, I know that hit me because yeah, you look around and that's yeah. with all the confusion, with all the, you just do you. And there's, we, we unground life, we uncenter life. Um, you, you just, yeah, you see a people that are searching, yeah. like our world is searching. We're always searching. We're searching right. Right. because we were made for our creator. Um, and yet, you know, the, the, the gospel is still the good news that says, Hey, listen, we, we actually have a solid rock on which to stand, but it wasn't condemnation. The church originally, there was condemnation, right? You're making the, their, their bare feet are making the carpets dirty. (laughs) And another place where Chuck's like, okay, fine. I'll wash their feet. And then the elders can't. They just bypass, right. you know, right. with their dirty shoes on. Right. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I, I, I do, there's, there's a philosophical shift going on here um, behind the scenes. And it's, I think this movie in some types ways captures it um, and captures this period. And um, if I start getting too philosophical, Aaron's just going to turn my mic off. Right, right, right. He's got a laugh track. Is, is that we've, we've generally – thought, as, as Aaron said earlier, being created in the image of God, that, that there's this essence, this structure to the world, and that in our existence, we part of our existence is learning to live into that structure and to value that, and in that we find our meaning and significance. And I want to find that. Right. But what happened is, is during this period and just before this philosophically, um, rather than essence coming first and an existence living into essence— Existence came first, and each person had to create their own essence. And so to understand the drug culture well, you have to understand that it's a search for that essence. I exist. Life has no meaning. There is no significance. I have to find something that gives it meaning and significance. Mm -hmm. And so you essentially have this huge clash going on in this film philosophically behind the scenes um, that I think is rather fascinating. Sure, and if it's not drugs, it could, you fill in the blank. Yeah, it's fill in the blank. You know, right? And, right. and even Sexual even life. as even right. as one who who's a Christian who knows the gospel, like I find myself searching for for me. You know, like I right. find myself 
going off the path and looking for meaning and significance and value and worth and right. things that I I know intellectually are not where my yeah, value right. and worth comes from. So, yeah, right. the, the the yearning of the consumerism yeah. to yeah. to the, is, yeah. much of the sexuality, yeah. much of the political stuff. Well, right. I have significance because I'm part of that. Right? Or success, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. any number of things. Right. It's um, Okay, sorry for the distraction. No, um, go ahead. No, it, but I think you're, it it speaks to today right. Right. as much as yeah. that. Exactly. How times are end up being kind of cyclical. How yeah. nothing's yeah. really new underneath the sun. No, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> yeah I, as I was watching Pastor Chuck Smith in this make this transition from uh, pastor of this dying church struggling with his daughter and inconvenienced by these hippies, um, one of the things that just amazed me. When when the when the hippies were a threat and a bother and they're disrupting things, he saw one thing. When he the the light that went on for him, it seemed to me was they're just looking for something, mm. and I think maybe I am too for the same thing. Yeah. Right. And and suddenly the hippies changed. He changed. Right. The whole ministry changed. And, changed. and realizing yeah. they had something to offer as right. well, right? Mm-hmm. Like I thought that they picked that up really well in the movie of going, yeah. it wasn't just, hey, how do we fix these people? And it took them to make them look in like congregate, good congregation member, you know, like. Yeah. Well, they never looked yeah. like that. Right. right. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, it's this learning and growing on all sides. Yeah. But mm-hmm. also going, yeah, the music changed because, oh, wow, they're speaking into, they've got a voice. They can do some things I, I just can't do. Um, and he wrestled, Chuck wrestled with that even in the kind of. Yeah you know, butting aheads with Lonnie and, you yeah. know, and, and again, you know, that's the real story, you know, more of the real story of like, Hey, when, when the challenge, when something blows up, egos get, yeah get yeah. wrapped yeah. in, you know, and we're human beings like this is, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's also interesting to me how easy it is to focus on the externals um, in a way that you kind of protect yourself. So you don't have to really deal with, with people in a genuine sort of way. Yeah. I mean, I can remember my own ministry being pulled aside by an elder at a church and being told I need to go speak to one of our young adults who is not dressing appropriately for church. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I'm glad they're here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You right. know, so it's you know, it's easy to it's easy to fall into these traps. We can do the same thing. We can say someone shows up I'll just say at our church and to watershed in a coat and tie, and all of a sudden, hey, that's not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> they they become suspect, right? Because they're wearing a coat and tie, even though they may just say, "I just like wearing a coat and tie. I feel really comfortable in it." Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so it's so it goes both directions. Yeah and, yeah, and we build those things, and over time they'll take different shapes. I mean, it's fascinating how that does work out. Um, wasn't it a great moment in the? Um, movie, there's this division happening right in the middle of a service. One guy yeah. walks out with his wife, another guy walks out, then another guy stands up, and you're just thinking, we're living through a storm of mess. But that third guy, he walks over and sits down with the hippies, and you right. just go, oh, it. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and you can start now, pastor. <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah, and, and so you're, you're just watching these real moments of, of tension. Yeah. yeah. Here's a random question. Did, did you really call people squares? 
Was yeah. that? A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, yeah. That was a little before that me. That was because it was hippie and square. Those were right. like the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Majority of kind of. And I want to know what your guys' attire was in that season of life of the you know late sixties, early seventies. So I, um, I'll, I'll begin. Um, I grew up in <laughs> South. I grew up in South Florida. Um, I drove a pickup truck. Mine was jeans, pointed toe boots, and okay. um, usually a Western um, snap shirt. Okay, oh, I got a mental right. image. So, but cool. yeah, I got a mental yeah. image. That is not um, Miami Vice. That is not Miami Vice. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, you know, so I'm watching this film, and and it's pretty interesting because. I was part of an entirely different, if you want to put it, subculture than this film represents. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was into, sorry, country western music, Lester Flatt and Earl Scraggs. Oh, yeah. Played it. Um, You know, all that type of stuff and a lot of contemporary stuff I just didn't like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I developed a taste for it later. But as Janet will tell you, my wife, as you're here, most of the stuff I like still has that kind of country – Tone and flying to mm. fling to it, yeah. So, and I, I didn't know anything about like love song or anything like that. Oh who, I didn't know who they were? Yeah, my wife immediately recognized. <laughs> Bill them. is in deep disappointment and desperation. <laughs> my, my wife recognized them immediately because <laughs> I think we had the album with some of their albums when yeah. we first got married from her collection, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, high school for me was blue jeans and a t-shirt, sometimes right. a tie dye. You know the. Did were playing at that point, right. and rather than pointy toe boots, <laughs> I was wearing what we called in the time Jesus boots, which was sandals. Oh, okay, <laughs> Jesus, <All right>. boots. <laughs> Jesus boots. And because of odd circumstances, I at that season I never really my hair never I was not in a position to let it grow out, and I never had John Lennon wire rim glasses. It was always these Buddy Holly ancient things. Uh, okay. but. All right. But I was playing the music, man. That but, was such a part of that culture in that in that. But mullet. one of the things that still fascinates me about contemporary culture is that the mullet has come back. I yeah. <laughs> I was it, hoping it, it is had back. I was hoping it had died a death. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, another great transition in the life of this character, Pastor Chuck Smith. I and if you haven't watched it, start by watching for this, because I think at the first half of the movie, he never smiles, and it's mm. not till that moment that in his living room mm. and the yeah. music and the light goes on mm. that he begins to smile. Mm. And the yeah. most pressing contrast in that first part of the movie is Lonnie Frisbee, who's just leaping out of the screen with a smile and with joy. Because mm-hmm. he looked like Jesus. Oh, he did. <laughs> I did. Hippie Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and yet the pastor is such a depressed, broken guy. Ugh. it was tough stuff. Yeah. So I, yeah that that was fascinating to me to watch. Um, and then, you know, I'm kind of reflecting on that and and other pastors I know, who, it's so easy to get into this pastoral routine. I deliver this sermon. I oh, do yeah. this on Sunday morning. Um, my congregation, the congregation I serve is okay, but it's not really growing. It's not really dying. It's just kind of like on permanent life support. Yeah. And, you know, you, you go through the Sunday routine and then you go home and you're asking yourself in the back of your mind, is this really worth it? I mean, those seem to be the kind of character of of his church. Yeah. You know. And though there was a desire to reach out, 
they had no idea what that meant until Lonnie showed up. <laughs> and then they weren't sure they liked it. And then they, well, he, they didn't <laughs> yeah. like it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, you know, again, as you note, watching his, his daughter, um, speaking very directly to him, you know, saying, Dad, wake up. <laughs> Dad, you told me that, you know, if you could meet one of these people, you'd like to meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then to watch that, that transition. Because he tried to put Lonnie in a box at the very beginning. Oh yeah, and and Lonnie wouldn't have it, <laughs> you know. And so it was just an interesting. Yeah. I mean, so I I feel for the guy, you know, in that early part of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you can see yourself and a lot of friends and a lot of situations, oh, yeah. church situations like this, and you know, what would be the same rub for us in two thousand twenty three? Somebody walks in. Um. And and we're just as wondering, uh, could the gospel impact them? Yeah. So those those are the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, in the time we've got left, shall I kind of move on and and yeah. let's pull out for a little broader range and think: um, Is this a God thing, or is this just a coincidence of events? How how does God enter human history? What would it look like uh, if this is a documentary? Is it a documentary about – or a docudrama, probably yeah. the better way to put it. Is it a docudrama about three characters, Lonnie, Chuck, and um, Greg? Or is it a docudrama with maybe four characters? Where Where is God in this, do you think? And what does that mean for how we watch it? Oh, come on, guys. I warned you about this question. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'll, I'll jump in here because I, I think it's definitely four characters. Okay. There's four characters here at a, at a particular point in time in history that that God broke in through these in this situation that impacted the development and the ability to reach a particular group of people for a season. Mm. I think what makes me nervous about films like this and these kind of historical events is that we think if we understand them enough, we can remanufacture them. Right, and maybe put them in a DVD collection put and them market in a DVD them through and market them oh. and and yeah, and I think and so, but when we reimagine them or we try to recreate them, then we're only recreating it with the three characters and not the fourth character. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good picture. That, that's my takeaway. Yeah, it it makes me think a little bit too, and with what you're saying is uh, experiencing God, Henry Black. Okay, Black yeah, yeah. Henry Blackaby, you know, there. and the spirits mm-hmm. at work. All around us, right, and and that call to join in what God's doing, right, right, and so I, you know, I'd I'd go along the four characters as well, and here are three people who joined in a work right. that God was doing, then and there, and the the message for us today is what's God doing today? Yeah, and we can't recreate it because that was that moment that was right. unique to circumstances situations in in a work that God was doing there and then and yet today God wants to do something God is on the move yeah. right like that that piece that goes the gospel really is a hopeful gospel even in the midst of a fallen world where it seems like everything's going to hell in a handbasket you yeah, know like right. um and it goes yeah, we start smiling again when when Jesus when the yeah. Spirit breaks in and breathes a fresh a fresh wind. Yeah, um, you know, take Simbala, <laughs> right? Yeah. But yep. um, 
so I, I think that's what really kind of makes me think through that is is it's not okay. This is now the the ABC plan, um, or back to one of our other podcasts with Peterson, the red the red binder on how you do you know, <laughs> yeah. or um, or I think the other the other temptation is you know may, maybe it's part of American culture, but looking for the next big thing, yeah. you know, like big revival, right. and we're like waiting for the big one when when the spirit's at work changing lives every day. Um, right. So the, not that there isn't, I mean, that would be wonderful, um, but don't miss the small revivals, the mini revivals in our search for the, the, the next big one. Or, yeah, particularly the next big thing to market and yeah. be at the front right. of ourselves. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a little disappointed. So, Like y'all are thinking that I should not wear that Lonnie Frisbee poncho Sunday in oh, celebration. Go for it. Go no, for it. nobody said that. <laughs> yeah, hey, you that. went in a direction we didn't go. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> so it's not just about recreating. I want to see some frills and <laughs> some fringe. Well, what I really want to see is a wig. I want to see the <laughs> hair, <laughs> man. That's what I'm missing. I want Lonnie Frisbee hair, not Chuck Smith hair. <laughs> but, you know, Darwin, I pick up on something you talk about with seasons. Yeah. And it, it's like there's a moment and there's a time and it's appropriate to that and God's doing it and you, you don't recreate it. No. You move on, like JB is saying, into the what the next season is. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, I, I did some academic work in this area, and Dr. Lovelace would talk about how God is always at work, and he'll say the ordinary means of grace that we know. Yep. These seasons that we refer to as revival, and you can mm-hmm. see those through history, it's as if the time frame gets conf- compressed, right. and God's work in the ordinary means of grace over time suddenly behap- begins to happen. So quickly in our experience and so dramatically that it, it catches our attention and they make movies. I mean, yeah. nobody's going to want to make a movie of what we do week to week sure. in this moment. They're, we really? want to pull out some basic highlights, but God is doing things. Mm-hmm. That's really disappointing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you got me thinking too, of like, okay, so in that tradition and what you saw a lot of, like you saw healing yeah. take place, right? And yeah. you go, and it just reminded me of going, yeah, healings are healings happen. We can't manufacture them though. Right. Right. They are they are God's inbreaking kingdom in a particular moment to do a particular work. And healings happen. Yep. They happen mm-hmm. all around us. Sometimes through yeah. ordinary means that we've dis- we've taken the transcendent out of. Right. And and we we've stopped seeing that God is actually, oh, by the way, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, and yet what happens sometimes our tradition will go, well, we've got to, we can just, we're just going to heal everybody left and right. And it's just a given and, or we're, and again, I know that may push on some other brothers and sisters in faith and we can have a conversation about that, you know, but, um, yeah, to see in these moments, you know, God has purpose for those days, you know, and, it was awesome to see how Time Mag Josiah writes the Time right. Magazine article. You know, like it, and and it was sweeping across the country. It's great to see what a year ago Asbury. You know, yeah, like man. something happens, something the spirit's doing something, um, and yet, JB, to your point, today and your neighbor's life and your family, you know, your the your family member's life and and even your own, right? These are. The spirit's at work, 
breaking yeah, in. Find what the spirit life. is doing and well, give your life to that. It and, might show up with poncho and a hair, or yeah. it might not. Right. And, and yeah. maybe and maybe Bill can answer this, but it, I sense that like those big revivals didn't come because some person had this vision of a big revival. They were just being faithful in a moment, and the spirit did right. something. Far more often, yeah. they're as surprised as anybody. I, yeah. I thought the movie yeah. did a good job of catching this up. You you get yeah. the impression, looking at Chuck Smith and Greg Lowry, that they're going, whoa. Yeah. Right. And there's this sense of wonder. This is what gets lost mm-hmm. in um, a miracle every night kind of um, approach to, to revival. We've got sure. to have these big things. Suddenly, the mm-hmm. it's not – and, and you saw, saw Lonnie wrestle with that. He yeah. said, God, don't abandon me. Because he'd at that point become so dependent on the fireworks. Mm. One of the right. I'm glad you mentioned Asbury because this from just barely a year ago. This is a kind of a very recent expression in a similar way. One of the things that, from my background, I came away thankful for was that the board of directors of the college at one point said, "Okay, it's time for us to get back to our mission," and Asbury prevented this thing from getting sucked into the great big marketing machine, the next big thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're right, JB. The people in these moments, the Wesley brothers, the reformers, um, Jonathan Edwards, the um, Evan, uh, who was the Evan guy in, in Welsh, Evan Roberts with the Welsh revivals. Oh, I the, thought you were going to say Evan Almighty. Sorry. You're too soaked in American media, man. Your we have the historian. We have the... <laughs> Media guy, <laughs> but 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 these these guys are as much surprised and as much trying to figure it out. They're surfing a god wave, and sometimes yeah. they crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so it's interesting to read them at the beginning of their ministry and at yeah. the end. Yeah, very fascinating these these moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fascinating that way. So a lot of. Good things, I think, with this uh, film. Again, you see the um, how God breaks in and works, but He also uses very human means sometimes, mm-hmm. and the means are, are broken. Right. Um, I, I certainly would not want to repeat some of the things that either I or my church was doing in the midst of this time. We, we made some mistakes. I've got a story about, you know, we would pass the microphone around during a service for open testimony and often it was very inspiring. And then there was the one day day. that one person who hadn't yet had their vocabulary sanctified Mm. and there in a worship service with a microphone, people were (laughs) hearing combinations of words they'd never heard in their life. So you make mistakes, you you learn, you, but you you press on. I, I was thankful that they really showed that part of things here. And I appreciated the wrestling at the end where Chuck's going. There's we, how do you balance this? Okay, the spirit's moving, right. sort of. I don't want to say free fall because I feel like I'm taking something away from that that moment. That's right. not what I mean of like free for all, willy nilly. You know, yeah. like yeah, but. And what does order look like? I mean, Paul wrestles with this in the New Testament of, you know, in speaking in tongues. And, well, is there someone there to to interpret? interpret? Like, we we all, there is still order within the body. And so, yeah, and they didn't didn't resolve it either, right? And and I think 
that's good storytelling as well because this we always want to put a nice little it seems like even with history we want to put a bow on it Mm -hmm. and and the reality is no the stories the people are much more complicated um you know our heroes have also been incredibly hurtful at times Mm -hmm. you know like that's that's life that's real life yeah Mm -hmm. so But these are interesting times. I'm going to take a moment. Yep. And the two brothers that were kind of the producer-directors behind this, that um, Irwin, I believe is their name, they also did another film I'd encourage you to find called Woodlawn. It was released in 2015, and it's another documentary drama in this same time of the Jesus Revolution, but it's at a different point or a different location. It's in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, so that... Um, Right there in that uh, moment, you see the impact of this revolution with race relationships. Yeah. That's very intriguing. You see it mm-hmm. a bit in this film with the interracial crowds, and that was a part of it yeah. um, uh, in my memory and stuff. But Woodlawn was a good movie to observe and follow, mm. um, be a part of that. Yeah, it's good to check out. Yeah. yeah. So uh, other resources. This has been a real fascination of mine, these uh, moves with um, – the spirit of God in real human history through real broken human people. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Well, is that a good place for us to wrap yeah. up today? Yeah. Kind of our, our conversation and we hope you'll check it out. I mean, yeah. it, it is, it's, I think we're always looking for ways to, to go, you know, are we going to always bill? We've talked about this before. Is there everything out there that you're going to agree with a hundred percent or 90%, yeah. but you know, at the end of the day, how do you, there is a lot of good, there is good things out there. Yeah. And how can we sometimes point you to, hey, here's, this is worth your time. It, worth watching. If you, and if you don't like it, then blame us for it. We can handle it. <laughs> um, we, we started talking a little bit about a, a book we ran into, and, and it's an author we've, we've talked about. We, we've done a podcast before with John Dixon. Um, Yep. On biblical uh, critical theory, um, the writer of that, um, Chris Chris Wat- right, right. Watkin, um, and then we read the book Humilitas, um, and kind of this conversation um, brought us into the realm of history, church history, a little bit. And yep. uh, he he writes a a book called Bullies and Saints: An Honest Look at the Good and Evil of Christian History. Uh, we live in a we live in a day where I think folks either want to throw the church out, you know, baby out with the bathwater, and and certainly we have um, we have marks in our history mm-hmm. as the church mm-hmm. that yeah we didn't participate in around right. this table, um, but people who are part of our family did. Yeah, um, and our, our twenty centuries of family. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so he 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 tries to take an honest look at that. Um, if you're not super interested in reading a book on history because um, it's Darwin. You've already really kind of yeah, delve in. It's a great book. Yeah, it, but it's got it takes a little work. A little work. Um, you can listen to it. It's available. I'm listening to it on our our local library Hoopla okay. app, and John Dixon is the actual narrator. Yeah, so of you, his own book. So you, you got an that, Aussie. You hear that Australian yeah. accent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I find it. A collection of good stories and pretty accessible. Yeah. 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 Yep. And um, he also did a four-part documentary uh, kind of series called For the Love of God. Um, it's available on Vimeo uh, for $10. You can purchase it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's about, 
I want to say about three and a half, three forty-five. So I mean, each each episode is Just forty-five, yeah. yeah, forty-five minutes to fifty yeah. minutes. So, and a lot of what's covered in the book is in those right. um, in those four parts. So if you're kind of more of okay, I want to I want to dive in here what you guys are talking about. I want to you know. Right. Um, you can for the love of God. That's on. You'll find that on Vimeo. Look that up, John Dixon. Or um, again, if you like to read and you want to dive in and either listen, Bullies and Saints: An Honest Look at Good, at, the Good and the Evil of Christian History. That's going to be our our upcoming conversation. Which, Sounds like fun. So, gentlemen, thanks again. We were talking about Jesus Revolution today. Um, if you're interested in or even have any comments for us, uh, you can. Email us at fear and trembling uh, podcast, right? At hardawike.com. Fear and trembling podcast at hardawike. I always got to spell it H A R D E R W Y K dot com. Good Dutch. It's it's the harder of the wikes, (laughs) not the softer. You got it. Um, yeah, let us know some thoughts. If there's even something that you'd you'd be interested in us, maybe having a conversation about. Yeah. Um, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. But uh, as far as today, I just, uh, again, I'm Aaron. And I'm Bill. And I'm JB. And I'm Darwin. And if you're ever in the area and listening to the podcast and you want to join us on a Sunday morning, you can learn more about our ministry at hardwick.com. Awesome. God bless you all.